Kevin Kruger joins us now as we talk about UNLV 79-64 victory. Major upset for the Rebels last night as they upset the 8th-ranked Creighton Blue Jays, who were 8-1 and one coming into the game. UNLV shot 53% from the floor, 46 from beyond the three-point arc, outscored Creighton 34-20 to after spotting them an 8-2 lead early on, ended up leading by 8 at the half, led by as many as 17 in the second half. It was a complete game, complete domination uh, at the Dollar Loan Center last night where UNLV defeats Creighton by 15 points. Kevin, you got to be happy about uh, everything that you saw last night. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, we just had a great intent and effort from the beginning. And, um, you know, they came out, they hit some shots early, and I thought the guys just did a good job adjusting and, and recognizing, you know, what, what, uh, what we needed to do and and uh ended up being a fun night yeah it was great man fantastic job uh the, the passion the intensity and really you got, you guys really played like a near perfect game i believe six turnovers Deion thomas your point guard had no turnovers uh it was just it, it was fantastic i mean would you consider this your biggest win of your coaching career yeah, yeah, I think up to this point, you know, anytime you got a top ten team, neutral court, uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a good feeling. You know, we've had some some good wins over the last couple of years, and uh, but this is this is definitely up there. Now, when we saw you at the press conference last and afterwards, it looked like that you got out of the shower, but I, I know you didn't. You know, I mean, I don't know if you tidied up the hair or whatever, but uh, you got soaked with a little bath, didn't you? We did that. Uh, got a little bit of uh, everyone had a water bottle and uh, <laughs> had a pretty good time when we walked in the locker room. Good stuff. Good stuff. Kevin Kruger joins us, the head coach of UNLV, and the Rebels over Creighton last night, seventy nine sixty four at the Dollar Loan Center. First time since twenty twenty that the Rebels have beaten a top ten team. You got to go back to that year when UNLV defeated San Diego State. They were number four at the time. That game actually was in San Diego. How much did you feel that you really needed to get this win last night, especially you know, coming off the loss last Saturday, same venue at the Dollar Loan Center when you guys lost to Marymount? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, every game you need to win. You know, there's no, I don't think there's any, you know, we don't look at a schedule and say, yeah. You know, we, 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 this is whatever, but we really need to win this one. This is the one that we need to win more so than any other. But, uh, um, you, you know, you know, anytime, of course, you get playing a top 10 team is also not that common. And I think, you know, it's, we played, like you mentioned, the game at San Diego State in 2020. I think we played Michigan when they were fourth, um, in my first year. Um, I'm not sure if UCLA was in the top 10. Uh, when we played them, but, um, you know, you just don't, you don't get a ton of opportunities to beat a top 10 team and hurt to play a top 10 team. And then, you know, when you add in the fact that they're usually not top 10 by accident, um, they're, they're there for a reason and really good. Then, uh, you know, you, 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 there aren't a ton of cracks at it. So to get a top 10 win for the guys, um, that team that's going to win a lot of games, of course, as everyone knows is, uh, is exciting. Mm-hmm. Like we said, you're coming off that loss, that narrow loss on Saturday night. And you, as you got ready for this Creighton game and you knew you were facing a top 10 team, a team that can shoot the lights out and one of the best three point shooting teams in, in the country. What was the message from you to your team before 
you hit the floor last night and when you were getting ready and you were prepping for Creighton? I mean, it was just to play hard, you know, kind of just take a breath, play hard. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're in a situation in the LMU game, you know, since with uh, Jalen breaking his wrist against Akron that we were going to have some lineups out there that got pretty small. And uh, some guys were going to have to play some spots that we could practice but weren't going to have any game reps together. So, you know, we went out there, played hard against LMU, came up just a little bit short. But, you know, the message is just that just to play hard, compete, and because every game really is a different – it's a different game. It's a different day. And, uh, you know, the prep work going into Creighton was great. The guys uh, – we had a good energy about us that when we met after the LMU game just in terms of not getting our head down. And uh, there's still, you know, a lot of season left and, you know, realized that, guys in the locker rooms and in our families are probably the only ones right now that think we can do anything and uh stay away from the noise you know nobody's opinion matters except the you know everyone here in the, in the building and 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 i think they they truly felt that so the prep work was great going into creighton and i think as you saw we played really hard and, and had a lot of uh, good things go our way you know that to me that's what really stood out you know i, I used the term intensity and passion in the beginning and he, like you said playing hard not that creighton didn't play hard last night because i mean they were diving for loose balls but it just really seemed that you guys were that more focused team you wanted it more uh and despite you know giving up all kinds of size because not only is Creighton a great scoring team but they've got size as you know I mean you know you got you know basically you know two seven footers you know on that team and it's it's a team that doesn't have a whole bunch of of transfer portal guys uh they've got a few obviously you know was Ashworth coming over from Utah State and whatever but it just seemed that you guys were first to those loose balls and despite you know maybe uh getting you know getting out rebounded and giving up second shots but you got you guys won the hustle board you really really did last night and uh it was it was a joy to see there like you said there was no intimidation whatsoever it was like you said hey you know bring them on we'll take these guys on but i was really really impressed with just you know how prepared you guys were and not only just the hustle aspect but taking care of the basketball talk about all of those elements and especially about only turning the ball over six times yeah, I mean, anytime you're going to play, like, like you mentioned, you know, Creighton bringing back, you know, Kalkbrenner, Anderson, Shireman, um, you know, Mason Miller shooting the ball, Trout, as you mentioned, that size, and then adding a guy who, who kicked our tail last year and Stephen Ashworth as well. So, uh, you know, a great team that, that was that's playing really well. Um, but I, I did feel that last night we just had a 40 minute stretch of, with no, no lapses in effort. Um, you know, we watched the film this morning as a team and, you know, the, the the point that was made and overemphasized was that it wasn't perfect, but we played incredibly hard, multiple efforts, um, put out fires for each other, had each other's back. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we gave ourselves a chance to win a ball game, and that's really all you can ask for every night you go out. Yep. You shot 53% from the floor, 46% from uh, beyond the arc. Uh, the shots definitely were flowing. Why do you think everything was clicking so well last night? Effort. Yep. I think it was just a consistent effort. It just felt like, you know, we kind of took a deep breath after the Loyola Marymount game and, and just realized we got to get back to, you know, playing fun, playing, uh, you know, having fun, playing hard, um, you know, the, getting, getting some things to go our way by being the aggressors. And, uh, you know, and we had just, just had a good pace about us. I mean, we didn't, 
if you watch the game, there were a lot of possessions where we, we slowed down, ran a good action, and, and DJ, you know, kind of controlled the game uh, in terms of the pace of it and, and still end up with 79 points. So, you know, you don't have to just sprint up and down and, and shoot early every time and score a bunch of points. You just need to get good quality shots. And uh, and I think that's the, at the end of the day, that's what happened. But every possession had a good uh, a good feel to it that the the objective was to get a stop, and then on the offensive side, the objective was to get a good shot. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kruger joins us, talking about UNLV's victory last night over Creighton. Creighton, previously ranked uh, before that game, number 8 in the country, 8-1. and one. They fall to 8-2. UNLV improves to 4-4. Four and four. Speaking of feeling good, uh, let's talk about the situation with uh, Keelan Boone. Now, he got word, you guys got word that he was going to be able to play uh, for those that don't know the story, he is one of several athletes who have been deemed ineligible to play so far this season due to, I guess you want to say, too many transfers, uh, not allowed to transfer more than once you know, without a waiver. Now, uh, the West Virginia Attorney General brought this to the attention of the NCAA on behalf of Raekwon Battle, who is a, a West Virginia player. Now, Battle testified yesterday in court uh, for about 45 minutes. He told his story. Uh, by all accounts, it sounded like it was, it was very emotional. And the attorney general had said that the NCA violated antitrust laws. Uh, and basically what that means is, you know, with players, you know, being, you know, should be able to be, uh, to, to transfer, especially now with NIL and the situation that you're basically stopping them from making their own decisions and earning, uh, their own income. So I think the NIL thing is, is kind of a big piece to this as well, too. Now, not only was this a victory for Raekwon Battle, but also it was a victory for Keelan Boone. And other states besides West Virginia got involved in this. Actually, seven states, including Nevada. Now, the judge heard the case in the court, issued a temporary restraining order to allow two-time transfers, which Boone is because Boone transferred from Oklahoma State and then also transferred from Pacific to play for you, Kevin, at UNLV. And we've talked about him in, in the past and you know what a signing him and his brother is for you guys. So... This isn't allowing them to play for two weeks. They are going to be back in court on December the 27th, and at that time they are going to be asking for a permanent injunction to abolish the NCAA transfer eligibility rule because they're saying, which is true, they're really not focusing on the student-athlete. Now, regarding you know Keelan, you know, going back to when you found out that he wasn't allowed to play Going back here before this season started, what was your response, and and did you or anyone at UNLV appeal or contact the NCAA on his behalf to to try to get him to play earlier? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a process that we go through, and we want to we want to respect as much as possible the the decisions and the and the process of the NCAA. You know, we all agree to play in the in this league and in in this uh you know with them being the governing body but uh yeah i mean it's it there's so many more elements to it that have uh kind of come into play with the nil and now you know an opportunity to to earn an income right. uh, in a sense uh even though of course not employees yet but uh you know i always thought keelan's uh way i always thought keelan's opportunity to play here was was based just so much more on being back with his brother and being at a, you know, being together. 
And, uh, you know, he went away. He went to the Pacific. They wanted to be back together. He chose to do it here. And I just always felt that if, if the people reading Keelan's situation just just read it and just thought about it from a from a human uh, just being a human being and just having a having a heart that you would just recognize that they wanted to be together they wanted to finish college together and uh that's why we always kind of thought he had a a good opportunity and you know whatever whatever that is now i think uh you know to go back and say in two weeks that that to uphold the initial you know, kind of idea of not being able to transfer after letting them play for two weeks, I think would be about the most cruel thing uh, that could happen. And I'd be, I'd be sick to my stomach, not just for Keelan, but for, you know, for everybody that, that wanted to play right away, even aside from NIL, just, you know, getting the opportunity to play and, and then to be taken away, I think at this point is, It'd be really tough to put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah, I totally agree. And it, you think that I mean, you're going to give it a, get a reprieve like this. And again, you know, when you look at what the attorney general had to say from from West Virginia, and he's just really adamant and passionate, and and he, and he got you know a, a judge in a court to agree with him, and it makes sense. And I know. You know, hearing from him, he makes it sound like, listen, you know, we got a victory right now and we're going to continue to, to keep this victory for all of those kids, those two time transfers that they will be, uh, allowed to play. And when you line it up and you look at, you know, not to get political here, but, you know, look at the antitrust laws and this and that. I mean, yeah, it looks like the NCA is, is violating that. And I'm not going to, you know, ask for you to comment on that and put you on the spot, but it just, you know, to your point, that would seem, you know, very, very cruel. And, you know, when you, how difficult has it been for Keelan, but yourself as well, too, as a head coach? I mean, you recruit this kid or he, you know, he, he wants to be back with his brother. He's practicing with you. You know, he's anxious to get on the court. You want to get him on the court. How difficult has it been for you over these last couple months? Um, it's, it, you know, there's, there's always, you know, as the, the waiver was going through or as the process was going along, you know, you, in the back of our mind as a staff, it's always, well, well, how much do we put him with this group? How much do we put him with that group? What, what can we assume is going to happen or, or think might happen? And so there's a lot that goes into the, the, the preparation of it all. And, you know, the timing of it yesterday, uh, you know, with, with Jalen being out, with Shane being out, you know, two of our bigger wings, um, you know, and Keelan being out uh, until yesterday, it was, it was somebody who gave us, you know, more length, more size, and and a lot more, and a lot of experience that he brought to the game yesterday, and so it it it, it certainly came at a good time for us. But uh, you know, it's it's part of coaching. It's kind of like the injury side of it, just a little bit different, where you're you're kind of just going through it day by day. But at the end of the day, you know, whatever they decide, I I, I just think uh, things can be cleaned up in a, in a certain sense, and then and um and kind of go forward but you know like we've learned and, and kind of done with the NCA for a while now it's uh it, it's really tough to go backwards mm-hmm. let's fast forward to yesterday tell us how you found out that he was going to be allowed to play your reaction his reaction the team's reaction yeah it was uh you know it came across twitter that it was going to happen so there was kind of a little bit of a a uh, kind of a little bit of a rumbling of it 
when we were getting ready to go to shoot around um, sometime mid morning. And I just kind of, when I heard about it, I didn't, I didn't really think much of it. Uh, even, even more, more so, but because of how quickly it would have to happen. And then, you know, just a, a couple hours later, finding out in between shoot around and the game that he was going to be able to play. You know, asked him, is, is he ready? Does he want to play? And, and he said, yeah. And he was excited. The guys were really excited because they know how much he wants to play and, uh, and, and how much he can help the team. And so we, we said, we'll get him out there early, see how it goes. And then, you know, next thing you know, he plays 30 minutes. So it, uh, <laughs> ended up being a, a pretty good situation for us, but it all happened really fast. And, uh, and uh, that that's uh, that's definitely something that's pretty uncommon. I'm um, just in the world of you know getting uh, things to go through the process that it, they usually go through. Right, right. And, and and that is that a call that came from the NCA to Eric Harper and and went down to yourself, or did you get the call directly to get that official permission? It went through our compliance office. Right. Um, you know, we don't do anything without the approval of uh, Eric Nepomuceno, Stephanie Valentino, that. Uh, any decision we make regarding uh, anything even closely towards rules or what can and can't be done always, always gets uh, approved by those guys. So um, we discussed it. They talked about it. And, uh, you know, and then at the end, of course, it came down to Keelan's decision of, of being ready and how mentally ready he'd be and physically ready he'd be to 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 go out there and play on such a short notice. <laughs> Keelan, uh, with 10 points and six rebounds last night and an assist, like you said, 31 minutes overall. Talk about his brother, Caleb, uh, Caleb uh, with 25 <laughs> points and seven boards last night in 29 minutes. I mean, it was a boon party last night, wasn't it? It was. It was great to see him out there. Uh, Caleb, without a doubt, his best game, maybe even in his career, he'd probably, he'd probably argue to go against somebody like Calc Brenner and, and, and really kind of take on that challenge and have some success. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then Keelan coming out, playing a lot of minutes, getting some really big rebounds, having some really great defensive possessions. And of course, hitting two really big shots in the second half. Um, it, it, but it was great to see them both out there. We thought there was a possibility that that would happen when during the recruiting process, but also we're very honest with Keelan up front that this is, this is a possibility and that's a possibility. And so, I think that's why he was probably mentally able to play last night. Is uh, he kind of knew from the start what what the road ahead looked like and and how it could flip at any at any point on any day. And you know, and he, but he was he was clearly ready. He was in shape. He was in great condition. So um, it, it gave him an opportunity to have some success. He was a little nervous out there at the beginning on the first couple of his shots, but you know, like I said, hit two huge ones in the second half. So that's something we're uh, we're definitely going to look forward to having going forward. All right, Rebels with four double-digit scores last night in the 15-point victory over Creighton. All right, now you move ahead and you got another tough one, real quick, and you got to travel a little bit. It's a neutral court game. It's in Phoenix at the Footprint Center as the Rebels will take on St. Mary's, uh, Randy Bennett's team. So a quick turnaround here, my friend, going to Phoenix, and again, it's a kind of it's like a doubleheader. We know that um, um, you know. You've got uh, Grand Canyon playing in a game. You guys are playing in a game. Uh, I love that building, the Footprint Center, as well, too. But uh, talk a little bit about prepping for St. Mary's. Yeah, I mean, one of the most uh, solid, uh, consistent programs on the West Coast over the last 20 years. Um, Incredibly good team, great uh, tradition, great history, a lot of success. So another great challenge. Um, 
incredibly physical. They returned a bunch of guys uh, from last year's NCAA tournament team. And uh, and like we've talked about with the guys, the, the game last night didn't do anything but make Saturday's game more difficult because uh, certainly it got some attention and it's going to get some uh, – everyone's antenna is going to go up now. And uh, and we got to understand that, you know, that uh, last night's game doesn't get us closer to winning Saturday's game uh, just because of the result. And um, we got to go in with the same prep, same attitude, and the same aggressiveness, and uh, and the same confidence that we can go down and give ourselves a chance to win a game. You know, uh, Kevin, going back to last night's uh, you know win, you know Creighton loses two games and they lose to two Mountain West teams. You guys uh, blasted them. Colorado State three weeks ago beat them by twenty one points. I know the same area is just coming off of a, a victory over Colorado State, but hey, what does that say? Uh, for for the Mountain West and how good you know also the Colorado State could be as well as uh, both you guys just just took care of a top ten team. Well, I think for a long time you know Mountain West has been an incredibly strong conference. It's uh, we just don't have the same uh, coverage as uh, as a number of other conferences. But you know four teams in the tournament the last two years, and I think we're going to make a make a case to have four or five again this year. And uh, but the strength of the conference is 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 something that I think is noticed by the basketball world, but maybe not, you know, every household, like some of the other conferences that play more uh, or are covered more nationally. And uh, yeah, Colorado state is, uh, they're playing so well, so hard, you know, New Mexico, Boise, of course, uh, San Diego state. I mean, you can, you can kind of go down the list of the usual suspects and we're just kind of hoping to, continue to get better and throw our hat in that ring as well. All right. Well, great victory and congratulations again on last night. Definitely a statement win as UNLV knocks off uh, number eight team in the country, Creighton, and it'd be great to now take care of business St. Mary's. And how, how that is a uh, very different too here. UNLV is going to Phoenix to play uh, St. Mary's in a game. And then of course the rebel football team will be playing their bowl game in Phoenix uh, a, a week or so later. So, uh, very cool. A lot of UNLV fans uh, getting a little taste of Phoenix here in the next week or so. Yeah, ho- hopefully so. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, I know uh, you probably won't be able to to see that bowl game, but just a, uh, just a real quick thought about uh, you know the football side, you know, playing Kansas, and uh, you know, in that game, the guaranteed rate bowl. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll of course watch it. Um, we won't, won't stay down there for it, but uh, we'll we'll of course watch it and. You know, I was telling uh, uh, Coach, uh, one of the football coaches, actually, I saw the other day, that I think uh, what Coach Odom's done in, the, in my 20 years of following UNLV is is one of the most impressive, if not the most impressive season um, in a lot of ways uh, that, that that's occurred across the athletic department. Just to come in and have an unbelievable year, have so many, you know, close games. They were able to to figure out how to come out on top um, good, great road wins, uh, get the home crowds going, get the support continuing to increase, and then, uh, you know, again, get, get bowl eligible and then just keep getting better. Uh, w- was really, really fun to watch and really fun to support. And we're huge UNLV football fans here, huge Coach Odom fans. So, uh, we'll, we'll certainly be watching. I don't know if we'll do it with the team or if we'll, uh, we'll do it as, a, as, as families, but there's no doubt we'll be, uh, we'll be tuned in supporting the Rebels on the 26th. Yep, no doubt about it. And a good time to be a Rebel fan, no question about it, with uh, both basketball teams, uh, you know, doing well. The ladies' side, um, Lindy LaRock doing a fantastic job there in the top 25. And then, uh, yeah, 
And then, of course, the UNLV football team going to the bowl game, like you said, uh, the, the best record and the best uh, team we've seen uh, on the football side for UNLV in a long, long time. Kevin, appreciate the time. As always, we'll let you get back to work. Uh, good luck in Phoenix uh, against uh, St. Mary's, and uh, we'll talk to you hopefully next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. There he is, Kevin Kruger.